Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Sidework listeners. Just an announcement. Barista Part 2 was recorded a few weeks before COVID-19 entered our country and shut down the entire restaurant industry indefinitely. Uh, We still want to bring you great, hilarious entertainment We thought you guys would really enjoy this episode and just know that we have new episodes coming out. Also to be noted, a lot of coffee shops are still up and running. So if you're out there and you're a barista, we see you. And if not, go out and get some coffee if if you dare. We love you guys. Enjoy Barista Part 2. Uh, so I went to a Korean spa yesterday for the first time in a long you time. You did? Mm-hmm. Really? I went to Wee Spa, which um, it's like one of the bigger ones known here in LA. You know, I had a friend in town uh, for like a layover. Um, and she was basically like, I like, she couldn't get a facial with me cause I wasn't working. She's like, I would like maybe get a massage or like get lunch or take a nap. And I was like, funny you say that. How about we go to a place where we can do all those things? Um, have you been to a Korean spa before? No, I haven't. Okay. So it's a naked place also okay. like in the wet room, they're separated mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like water. You have your steam room, you have your hot you have your super hot tubs, you have your cold plunge, and then your dry and your steam sauna. And that's the wet room. Um, there's just a big bucket of like disposable toothbrushes. You know, you can buy all your Korean face masks. They have a little shop in there. There's tons of places just to like lounge and chill and nap if you want. And then you go upstairs and they have um, the, is it Jimbong? I have to look up the exact name, but it's basically all the, uh, the co-ed floor uh, of all the different saunas. So there's like a jade room, a salt room um a super hot sauna there's a clay marble room where you can lay in all these heated like like clay balls um there's a cold sauna and then there's always a that's why you didn't text me back for a little bit yesterday yeah i didn't have any (laughs) cell service (laughs) because i was hanging out with naked strangers you You know too busy laying on hot and cold it was great it's great i highly recommend it i hadn't been in so long and it's like you know it's like 25 bucks and you can go all day long. Oh. Like you could, you can literally like stay the night there. And I think it's only an extra 10 bucks. To, so to like literally stay the whole night. Yeah. You can, there's like can, a little cot. There's like can a, you just, can you just they have like floor mats and blankets and you can like make yourself like a stacked, like Korean, like wood what? pillow. Oh yeah. So like if you have, if you're in a big city and you're like, I have a weird layover at an airport and I just want to relax, you could totally like make that trip to a Korean spa and just like, whoa, dude. Yeah. Get nice and chill. You can get massages there. You can get acupuncture puncture the big thing is like the um the scrub they'll fucking scrub you till you you till you bleed <laughs> i'm no know if i'm into that part yeah but, but... It, they're known to be aggressive with their with the scrubs love but yeah love. real fun um well guys we're back with part two of uh my my episode titled dawn of the baris <laughs> <laughs> Which I think sounds real fucking epic, like that new part show. Part two should the be Witcher. like part two should be like Rise of the Barista, <laughs> Return of the Barista. <laughs> uh, I'm your host Brooke Van Poplin. Hi guys, I'm your other host Andrea Wallace, and you're listening to Sidework Podcast. And uh, we're gonna dip back into Simon Gibson, our guest, uh, finishing up his chat with us. But we're just doing a little more top of the show to you. Top of the show to you, Brooke. Top of the show to you, Andrea. <laughs> this actually might drop uh oh, very well could i know actually i think it will 
if I'm doing the math. Just pierced it. Just right. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, it's a little pre, a little pre-com, if you will, to. Uh... Yeah. You, you, got, you got some big St. Patty's Day plans, but. Nah. 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 Nah, you're not going to like go get west on some light nah. there. That's a color graph. Nah. Nah. I guess it's technically, no, it depends on like what weekend everybody's celebrating. I assume it's before. If you're not celebrating a weekend, if you're not celebrating on actual St. Patty's Day, you're a fucking pussy. Right? <laughs> That's oh a God. really good Irish accent you do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> gross. <laughs> I did a voiceover audition uh, for Square. You know the the paying, oh the payment yeah the payment app thing that you jam into your phone when you're selling your little doilies that say fuck you totally. <laughs> at a craft fair. Sometimes you need a dongle to make Square work on your new phone. <laughs> I like your Irish accent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that they were just straight up. We want someone who sounds like they're in their 30s or 40s. No vocal fry oh. no vocal fry like, clearly i guess that's a real problem with these younger people who <laughs> audition vocal fry vocal fry is, i was like that oh like is, if you're from it's ireland very, it's like when you when you're they're like, you're like no i from the isle of dongle <laughs> come from ireland but it's like a really bad habit of talking oh and it all comes at the front of your brain you know um Nebraska, Omaha, like that area, and specifically a lot of news anchors become out of Nebraska because it's like such a straight-laced American, like regular way of talking. Okay. Um, the same, classic American accent. Just the classic American accent, like, or at least the, I don't know, the good, no California, no like Southern, no Boston. New York, you know, no parking car in the garage, Michigan. no like Minnesota, just yeah. regular plain old speaking, um, which is cool. A lot of also big telemarketing uh, companies and coming out of Omaha as well. A lot of people move their centers there because just regular people. Hi, can I, is uh, my sister with Brooklyn and Poplin? Hi. They're not like, hey, can I talk the brook, you know? Hey, get Brookie baby on the phone. <laughs> We're starting to lose our mind. We've yep, been talking yep. to each other for too yep, long. Yep. And about coffee, too. Woo! We were supposed to go get one. We're still going to go do it. I'm um, s- yeah. Well, let's kick off this episode with uh, a little headline to pepper the show. Because it is St. Patrick's Day. Let's also talk about your options for not drinking. <laughs> which I'm still doing pretty good with. I'm, I haven't been dead dead sober for a month straight but i've really only had a handful of drinks total that's amazing yeah i like it i feel really good about it great it's it was just like a reset that i personally knew you know i was like it's gonna happen soon i just need to make the choice to do it and go for it and stick with it sure and it was the fear i definitely was telling myself a story that it was going to be hard and therefore I was going to fail and then therefore I'd have to ask myself larger questions Hmm. about my alcohol consumption in general. And here's the thing, even if that does happen, there are other steps you can take to just get over the hump, but that didn't happen. And I was like, oh, this is honestly just easier than I thought it would be. It was be. just getting there that was, was the scary getting, part. Getting there can sometimes be the scary part. Which totally. Is, you know, so for anyone out there who's also just looking to curb or quit their drinking altogether, um, there's also a book out there called uh, Quit Like a Woman that just came out, which is a woman's perspective um, to examine our relationships with alcohol because it's so much more layered sometimes why women abuse alcohol. Um, and we are seeing our health really take a beating from it way worse than men. And we're seeing like incidents of like cirrhosis of the liver happening in young women and men much, much earlier than you'd expect. Huh. So it's interesting because it's it's basically like if you need AA, great. But AA was built on a very Christian white male principled thing, which just doesn't fucking work for ladies. Sure. In some ways. Just I mean, it, it does work for some, but it just, it might not be for, and it also might not, not be for everybody. A lot of men also. And for men either. But yeah. yeah. So apparently that's out there called quit like a woman, which I think is dope. And then, okay. So this bartender, um, okay. So this bartender, uh, his name is Mark Goodwin and he's founder of the pin project, uh, started this little pin that you can order that he's trying to make a universal symbol for I'm not drinking, mm-hmm. which you can put on like a lapel, um, just put it on your shirt somewhere because just sober flare. 
little sober flare. Um, and it just here, here's what it looks like, which as you'll realize, it looks like something I already wear. Oh, that's weird. It's weird. It looks like my tattoo, but it's an empty set. It's like a, it's like a circle with a circle with a set. Yeah. Like a zero. Yeah. Um, but so like as a bartender, you know, he has seen all these group outings constantly where if someone, especially a woman is not drinking that night, everyone's like, so what's up? Are you pregnant? Which to me is like, what the fuck? Like someone has to be full on pregnant for them to not be wanting to drink that night. Like mm-hmm. it's just a really invasive question. And even if they are, they are not going to share it with you, their coworker just yet sure. until they've decided to be out with a pregnancy. Right. And we actually, know, I actually know people who have been pregnant and then fake drinking alcohol so they don't get fucking Ask that That's question. Exactly what this is about. That that someone would have to go whisper to a bartender, make this look like it's a vodka soda or something like that. So everyone will ask me why I'm not drinking. Is like it, we've we've got to do better with that. And he wears it as a bartender because so much of the job is people constantly also trying to, to buy get him him drinks, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to seem rude or turn it down. But for him to balance his lifestyle as a bartender too, it's like you know everyone at some point probably has to examine their relationship with it. And he's like, what a nice little, like if we can get to a place of people putting this on, I mean, or like, I don't want to tell you if I'm on antibiotics. It might be for like a real personal reason. I mean, I used to have a, a a bottle full of, it was like vodka that I would fill with water and I'd be like, that's what I'm shooting. So that's what I would pour for myself into shot glasses when like just to keep regulars wanted to do shots with me. That's actually, that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. That's a good tip. But um, I really like that. I want to post a picture of it on our uh, social media. And, you know, like the fact that we do have to wear like a weird little button to normalize it a little bit means we, I think in general, America's starting to get uh, a little more wise about our alcohol consumption and not viewing it as the only I hope so. option. I mean... I'm not preaching about it just because I've had a few sober days. Sure. I think I think it's just great because I, I think it's awkward when people bring up questions like, what is it religious? What is it this? What is it this? It's like, how about I don't want to drink right now? Or I'm also taking a break and then don't want you to question if I have a problem. You know? Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Isn't it so funny when you're talking about like um, being sober on St. Patrick's Day? I really thought you were going to segue with like, here's some fun drinks that people are creating at bars so you have to order on St. Patrick's Day when you're out. And I'm like, why the fuck would I go to a fucking bar and order a non-alcoholic drink and like put myself out there on St. Patrick's Day? Like, I don't know why that's where my brain went. Well, I'm so glad you quickly realized I would never suggest that (laughs) ever, ever, ever. Um, Well, anyways, guys, be safe. Have fun. Uh, Don't let a leprechaun bite you in the arse. Hit you where the Lord splits you. (laughs) Unless you're into it. Exactly. As long as it's consensual, Mm -hmm. no judgment. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, let's get into some server submitted stories. All right. So this comes from at the real M Rosie. I have a server submitted story. Hey, ladies. Wish your show didn't sound so relatable to me. (laughs) But as I am 27 this March and have been serving bartending and barista-ing since I was 15, I have wrapped up some stories that need to be told. I'm a bartender at a small burger joint in Virginia, and I am uh, younger than maybe 50% of my clients. And the amount of people who feel the need to tell me about things I already know about my job, you know, blows my mind every time. We recently had switched our pint glasses to glasses that are curved and not the traditional straight pint glasses. Uh, And the amount of old men who question if it's a 16-ounce pour in the glass is way more than it needs to be. Um, Great. Fuck. One of the guys said to me, Miss, are you sure this is 16 ounces and not 14 ounces? I'm just going to go Southern. You went so Virginia. Mm -hmm. Wait, was that Irish? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because I've definitely been to more bars than you, and this does not look right. To which I responded by pulling out my one-ounce jigger and asked if he wanted me to measure it in front of him and show him. And for some reason, he just was like, no, 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 no. I'm fine. 
Ugh. Then a guy who was younger than me questioned the glass size a couple weeks later, and I couldn't handle it. He was younger and condescending, <laughs> so my response to him was much more snarky. Good girl. And without props, he mildly apologized, mm-hmm. and I got the power back. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks so much for the show, guys. Uh, I love you. Oh, so good. Ugh. Yeah, you know, the only time I ever well not true you, you know i'll like get into fights about margaritas and coffee but then the old but i don't question um the ounce the only time i ever am a little bit like hey come on is if it's a super expensive glass of wine and they've clearly only given you like four ounces yeah that's what i'm and I it know. sucks it's comically feel- a comically large glass with a little bit of wine in it and you're just like oh god but like if it's gone in three sips they stiffed you yeah kind of and that's the only time and sometimes you're like do i want to be right or look like a cheap asshole and it's this kind of like unfortunate little dance you have to do but if they go to pour you a glass again and you're like oh, I don't know it you're sucks. like back home on. Um, but I mean as a server that's a tough thing when I've done it and I've absolutely felt like a cheap ass yeah. uh, alcoholic asshole I know plus like you know the, the glasses of wine that are coming in small pours typically cost more than the glasses of wine that are coming in bigger pours which is an unfortunate thing yeah, but it should say that you're getting less for more money if that's the case because it yeah. should just be a st- I mean it should be it's a standardized pour and why wine can't bar. wine pours be like um like beer where you can be like for a, few, a couple dollars more you can get a couple more ounces like i've seen that on menus for now, wine though. yes where That's you great. can do um where you can kind of do like the uh a, the traditional five ounce but, but if, like if i want jump a seven to, ounce yeah you can yeah. pay a few dollars more for that fine or like a weird double glass or a carafe but you know what i like too you know how places know okay places show that they're not fucking you over is when they do the little wine carafe that they then pour oh, into the it glass. In sure. And if that's full, then you're getting your full serving. Then you're getting a little more aeration. A at, little more aeration. Yeah, which and, is good for the uh, opening up your flavors of the wine. It is. But, you know, I think going back to, um, oh, what's girlfriend's name uh, who worked at the beer bar in Milwaukee? Our, our awesome listener. Remember her? Oh, yeah, yeah. Amanda. Yeah. So, um, like, going. Like, like, I thought you meant, like, one of our personal No, 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 friends. no, no. So, going back to. It's uh, personal, Amanda. So, going back to Amanda, who uh, worked at a, the beer bar in Wisconsin mm-hmm. for so long. And she even talking about how, like, um, you know, different beers come in different size glasses mm-hmm. for different reasons. And sometimes you get doubles and sometimes you get triples. And those come in smaller and smaller glasses. Oh, I could go on and on and on. But, but we've I all lo- been fucking questioned. Yep. We've all been questioned, and you know what? I do think um, with uh, M, if that's your actual name, I think it was in your... Yeah, the real M. The real M. um, I think your first line of defense is having a one-ounce pouring device on you and come at them with, like, I'll measure it right in front of you. That'll shut them up. Yeah, that's what she says that she she does. Yeah, I I love love it. it. She did the right thing. I love it so much. All right. Next story. Hey, ladies of Sidework Pod. Huge fan of the show. I had to share this story that happened to me just a few weeks ago. This is a doozy, but it it flows. You're going to get what's going on here. Okay. She says, all right. I work at a pretty casual Irish pub in Orange County, California. Another Orange County listener. Whoop, whoop. Great. Word up. We're coming to you. Or you come to us. Okay. And as per usual, a bar on any given Monday night, it was slow except for a few regulars. I had a party of a few young Australian travelers walk in with a Target shopping cart full of groceries. Okay. Never seen a shopping cart in a bar before, but I figured they were planning on an Uber ride after their dinner and drinks. They sit, I greet them, they order a few cocktails and maybe an appetizer. A few more of their friends join them who looked to be older. They all ordered drinks and food too. So the party of about six has now racked up about a $200 tab, including a round of wet pussy shots. (laughs) Traditional Irish drink. (laughs) As the table was winding down, one of the younger girls... (laughs) Why the fuck is he Okay, as the table was winding down, one of the younger girls asked if she could cover just the round of shots. I said, no problem. So I went to split the check by item and gave her the bill for the shots, leaving the remainder of the bill in a separate book in the middle of the table. I give them a few minutes to figure out the payment situation, finish their drinks, etc. I came back to the table and grabbed the book that was ready, the one for the shots. 
Okay, this is such an odyssey. I go to the computer, open it, and begin counting cash. The bill was about $62 and change. I saw she had given me $63. Oh, boy. Here we go. Now, trust me. I understand that travelers don't always know how to tip or that it's the culture here in America. So I thought about it and asked the bartender what he would do before proceeding. He kind of just shrugged and said, eh, that sucks, with not much regard. So I decided I'd go back to the table and confront the situation. <laughs> hmm. I don't think he said go do that, but you know your bartender, sure, buddy. Sure. Look, we all have had, I don't know, this is the moment. This is the breaking moment. Exactly. But sounds like you'd really been, you know, hustling and this is not a small tab. Nope. I, I probably wouldn't walk away from what should rightfully sure. be a thirty or forty dollar tip. So okay. So she says, I brought the book back with all the cash in it, asked if my service was okay, or if I had offended them in some way because the tip is a reflection of your experience. They immediately all started saying, Oh no, you were great. You're awesome. You're awesome. Australians. <laughs> Uh, or Irish. And they took the book back, presumably to add a tip. A few minutes later, I go and scoop the book up off the edge of the table. I go and open in, open it at the computer, and there is $2 total in the book now. So obviously, I've been grossly misunderstood here. I go back to the table, try to be polite. Hey, guys. So I know I brought the book back to you guys with the cash for the bill still inside. Did you happen to take it out by any chance? I'm looking, she's looking on the floor to see if maybe it fell. They just took all the money out of it now. Hey, yeah. And only left two bucks. Okay. The girls seem to not even be listening. They are now just nodding and all saying, oh no, you're totally fine. Let us know if you need anything else. Thanks again. And all that. Basically like brushing her off. What? She says, so I put on a smile and say, actually, no. So... The bill was this much, pointing to the total, and there was no cash in the book before to pay that. Now there is $2, so you owe the remainder of that. The girl is nodding, pulls out a 20, and puts it on top of the $2. She nods and smiles and turns back to her friends. What the fuck? I stop her again. and This sounds like a fucking nightmare. I stop her again and say... No, so actually it's this amount you owe in total. So you still owe $40. She puts down another 20. What? <laughs> and just smiles at me nodding. At this point, I'm wondering if the girl knows how to do math, if she's even paid a tab in her life. Is my California accent too thick for her? I explain again the breakdown of numbers and cash. She finally puts in another 20. And now we're back to the of cash that started the argument in the first place. So one of the older ladies hands me the other portion of the bill and just mouths, sorry, to me. She gives me about an 18% tip for that part of the bill. I left the table and closed out the bill, not pushing the tip issue any further. First of all, you pushed it, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. But she says, sorry for the long round of a story. Have you guys ever had to walk the guest step by step through how to pay a bill? Your dedicated listener, Shelby. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, that is just like a comedy of errors. Yeah, for sure. Misunderstandings. Like, I think at the point when all the money went missing, like, then, then you know, you got to do something. You're not going to not get tipped and then have them stiff you on a tab. <laughs> um, but you had two choices there. You could have taken that shit $1 tip. Or you fought like Rocky. You went in the training and you ran up and down the stairs. Right. You're like, um, uh, and you have to like backpedal like the whole time and be like, no, how, what? that's so strange though that like, that they would take all the money out. That's so strange it's to me. It's very weird. And then almost like in a weird kink fetish way, start doling it back out in increments of like, $20 uh -huh. at a time. Wink. It's very odd to me. And when that starts to happen, I don't know, you probably go into your like fake teaching teacher but I'm a server trying not to tank this voice and you're like oh um actually so that um yeah that's still $40 short yeah the total is 63 right, right. or be like um, the sky is cool. blue Great. grass is green I know how strange I have never been in a situation like that I mean I've definitely been in a situation where I'm like Ugh. I, I think I've been like yeah no you need to pay your bill and like here's where the tip like here's where you put this and <laughs> Or, or literally, it's um, such a, it's tough. It's so tough beyond, you know, just the, and for something that isn't a standard, like it's almost just like from now on. And I, I, I love the places where it's just like, we just put it on. We just put on the, we just put on the 18%. 
you know what? That too shall be. They sounded like they were party of six. Mm-hmm. And if they're Australian, oh, and yeah, you, you could have like autographed that ship. I think they all away with their girlfriend. Mm, God, I don't know. Live and learn. Keenundrum. 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 <laughs> we are killing it. Terrible today. Oh, terrible. Um, well, you guys, we love you. Thank you as always. Uh, keep, please, sending in the server submitted stories through our Instagram messages, or please, uh, we do prefer the Gmail, sideworkpod at gmail.com. We've worked at all the maximalist mom and pop cafes who are like, let's serve everything other than good coffee. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, right, everything now, like a great coffee shop is going to have a very limited menu because yeah. the, the focus should be the coffee. Yeah. Correct. If you're being a true barista. Yeah. But, uh, and I do. I mean, back in the day, I'd be like, oh, if they have food as well, if it's not just pastries, then that place sucks. <laughs> but now I've, I've gone through these uh, I've gone through these permutations of, of extreme yeah. disgust with some places. And but, now I'm like, I'm hungry. Yeah. But now if I go to a coffee place, I'm like, I want a sandwich. I also don't mind places that are like they have three perfect like menu items and then their coffee is like awesome. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And they perfected. Oh, yeah. Like they have five perfect things mm-hmm. you can get. They exist. These places exist. Yes. They're out there. I am all about poached eggs on stuff with my coffee. Yeah, I want a poached me. egg uh, on my espresso, so, please. Yeah. So, well, let's let's <laughs> let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna. We just invented this a, a drink just to make the most of your time. Um. So, what about any shops you've worked at where you have also offered cold brew? Anything that you have, you know, have you brewed hot coffee? Um. Because you've got that whole job title yeah. too, which can really throw man. Uh, there is very few things that I hated more in the world than having to make and drain cold brew. I hate it more than anything. And here's the thing, because you pour, you basically have to, you have to grind five pounds of beans, put it into a giant jug. So it's basically, you have your giant, like five gallon jug. Um, and then you have uh, your cloth filter, uh, and then you have the paper filter, and it's uh, I believe it's this is how I we did it. It was like fourteen liters of water, uh, five pounds of ground coffee, and it would be seven liters of water into the paper filter, and then you agitate that mm-hmm. so you stir it around, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. here's what would happen. <laughs> You fucking do all this. You set up your water because you have to like wait for, you know, because the water filter that you use, it's slow. So you're just like waiting for that to fill up, blah, blah, blah. You're grinding your coffee. You have it all timed out. You pour the seven liters of water in that paper filter. You stir it a little bit and that goddamn paper filter breaks all, every time, every time, almost. or like, or like the flap crumples in, yeah. and then now you're getting oh, and then, and then that's, and then so you know, say you get through all that, and you know it's great, and then you're like, wow, that sucked, and then the next day you drain it, it takes forever to drain, and then you have to like. And this was back in the so back in the day it was like this is back when it was called toddy, not cold. Yeah, brew. toddy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then you know you're just like, and then you have to. Uh, so back in the day, too, like before some places didn't use a paper filter, they would just use those cloth filters. So then you dump the coffee uh, into a compost, and then you have to wash those cloth filters. And I'm like, I, I like the smell of coffee, but Not I don't... Not when it's wet and it's all over you. When it's all over me, it looks like poop, and then I'm like, <laughs> smell like coffee for the next two days. Because what's the grind when you're doing that? Uh, you're As uh, the coarsest grind okay. that there is. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think over time I would, uh, I mean, now it's, or like by the end of it, I was like, I don't care. Make cold brew. I've made it thousands of times. Uh, but in, but a while ago it was kind of like you would always make the new person make the cold brew. Yeah, There we go. Uh, That's bitch work too. You know, cold brew bitch. Yeah. And back in the day we used to, or at a place I worked at, um, that I still go to all the time. It's right by my house. Cafecito. Mm-hmm. Organico, they mm-hmm. like roast their own beans, cool spot. Um, but back in the day, we used to, because they roast and they would sell beans, you would have to like, we would have to stamp every single bag with yeah. like a label and date. 
Yep. And that was the other thing where you're like, oh, you're new here? Make some bags. Make uh, some bags. <laughs> stamp some cups. Yeah, you know, so there's so much thing. like, you know, the Restocking, milk person. Yeah. Re- oh, my God. The the part of the job, too, where I'd be like, I have to go down into the cellar oh, and bring, bring up, up crates, crates of milk. Gallons and gallons yeah. of milk to restock fridges. Yeah. Uh, bring up all the new papers. It's a good amount know. of heavy lifting. There's so much hauling and lifting in this job. It's not just flirting with cute customers, okay? I mean, okay, well, let's say some benefits, though. Getting to, if if you're a fashionable person, getting to dress usually how you want. Usually get to dress how you want. But you also have to keep in mind that that uh, That wardrobe is going to be covered in coffee. Sour milk and... That's why, like, the people that are always, like, dressed too cool for school that are baristas, I'm just like... It's covered in coffee. It gets into every yeah. possible fiber and pore. Uh, you get to put on, usually, if you're all getting along, you're probably taking turns being like, who's, who's on music today? So yeah. You get to listen to great And great that's tunes. always a fight, too. Uh, always. Always, always. Well, let's talk to, um, so at, at like on your best days, great streaks at Cafe Lux, um, what was your wage and your tip takeaway like? Yeah, I would say, well, Cafe Lux was, uh, you know... As busy as it was, uh, it was kind of shitty for tips mm. because we were literally in like the Beverly Hills of Santa Monica, and rich people don't really tip. Yeah, they suck. That's how they stay rich. Uh, oh, and uh, I've said that many times. <laughs> you know how they get rich? Yeah. Not tipping. Yeah, you don't tip. Um, and so you know, it was like maybe, maybe a busy morning. You know, fifty bucks in in walk away cash. In, in total, I would say, yeah. Uh, with the credit card, because now I think some people like okay, but tips fifty tips. fifty dollars about fifty tips, bucks yeah. a day in tips, mm-hmm. and uh, you know at at a uh, cafecito, you know definitely more like you know people who are either in the industry mm-hmm. or like maybe not super fame, you know musicians, mm-hmm. uh, you know that kind of stuff, and so most people tipped and. If I was opening and it was a busy day, like I'd easily walk out with like a hundred bucks. Crazy, and that's and that's split, you know, between exactly people. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you know, when you open, you are there by yourself for like the first hour or two. Yep. So if you know, you know, sometimes I'm throwing a free drink here and there to people that I know that are just going to be like, oh, well, here you go, and they put five bucks in there, so. By the time the next person comes in at like oh, seven well, thirty or something, allowed, that jar's empty. I was yeah. gonna say, I'm like, uh, the way it went though is, um, yeah, like we would always for my hour by myself, that money got put aside. Oh yeah, no, oh, okay, great. Yeah. That's so that's what I mean. It's like, so it's like for got those it. first two hours, yeah, sometimes you're, I you're could already at, make like forty bucks. Yeah, you know? I love that. I love that. Um, and right, and you're still getting a paycheck every two weeks that's healthy because yeah. depending where you're working, people are paying what was minimum wage or a set wage or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you this. I My last uh, – so I worked at um, this brunch restaurant uh, over like in the Fairfax district uh, and it was only open till 3 and I was uh, – this was the best barista job I ever had even though the quality was kind of shit. Um, but they hired me because like, oh, you can do lots of art. Oh, my God. Exactly, yeah. But then it didn't even matter because it's like so many drinks deep that they're like, just get it out. We don't care. You know, but um, I would I would walk away with like 200 bucks every single shift. Wow. And Dope. then I and then I quit because I thought I was going to be a star and then I couldn't even get my job back. <laughs> and I <laughs> I left on good terms, you know, but I couldn't even get hired back there because nobody the person who replaced me, like nobody's stupid enough to leave that. You're like, yeah, and it closes at three, you know, and you're just like, yeah. Uh, Blue Jam Cafe. Okay. Love it. Good food. Great food. And yeah, it was like the best, but I would leave, you know, just like drenched in sweat. You know, I'm just like (laughs) lost my mind four times that day. That is a job for the most part. If you, if you know how people are in the morning, just in general, you start your shift off in the weeds, which with restaurant work, it is a ramp up to, you know, unless you're like the closer coming in, in the middle of, of dinner rush, your, your, your day starts in yeah, the week. You really got to have your shit together yes. right when you open because if you, you know, at Cafecito, they open at six 
and you would literally, if you were like still trying to set up, you were just totally you're fucked. You're fucked for the rest of the day because you have people that are like irritated. Yep. Already coming in. Even if you are set up, they're coming in and they're like irritated. They're mad to be I mean, who wants to be awake? At no, six nobody wants to be awake at six. <laughs> and no, I go to bed grum- at six. Grumpy a. before they have their coffee. They're grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Don't even talk to me before I've had my hand job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need my ketchup hand job before I start my day. So I think it's important to talk about all the tropes for our baristas out there of what is, let's just start talking about the classic yeah. um, misunderstandings, mm-hmm. requests, mm-hmm. Cu- like the customer end of it. Yeah. Being a barista and this new breed of coffee consumers. Yeah. Uh, don't ask for a bone dry cappuccino, you idiot. I've never what in are my you life doing? fucking ever heard that. Who would even? It's like, first what, of all, it's What does liquid? that mean? They just want foam and like zero milk? What? Yeah. So you're also yeah number one oh if you God. order if you oh, order a bone by the way, dry it's, it's all liquid yeah <laughs> so essentially like I I want I want whoever orders this right now to know that you are you are forcing someone to waste uh about half a gallon of milk every time they have to make one of those because you have to like you're basically stretching it out so far and then you're pouring out all the remaining liquid and then just scooping out the foam so. And you can't you can't really render anything out of that milk. Yeah, it's um, the gross. Than, it's yeah, the gross it's thing bad in the world because it's been scalded to shit. Because you just need the airy foam. Don't order that. That's my all right number one. Okay. Uh, Is it okay for me to ask for? Because um, they asked me if I wanted it in Italy, but I'm asking you if I order uh, and I like cream in my americano. Can I ask for like steamed half and half, like in my drink? Oh, totally. Great. Love it. Uh, ah, great. I, I love, uh, yeah. Uh, Holds the integrity of the drink of like, yeah. Longer, yeah. An Americano Olay. Mm. Love to do it. Love to do it. That's my new love. Fuck. Love. That's my new order. Because then, because then you can still get some latte art on there. Yeah. And Ooh. impress people. All right. So working in an independent place, I'm sure yeah. you see this a lot. People coming in and barking a Starbucks order at you. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of the time, uh, you know, uh, at first, I would be like, there's no such thing as a caramel macchiato 20 ounce, you idiot. And I'd get so mad. And uh, It goes both ways. I mean, I, I don't go to, into Starbucks that often, even though there's a cup in front of me. I'm just have, I'm having a coffee addiction moment right now yeah. where I'm just like, I want to drink it all day long. You gotta but, do it. Um, so I've gone also gone into a Starbucks where I've been like, oh, can I get a large? And they're like... Do you mean like a tall or do you mean? And I was like, yeah, it took me whatever. forever to wrap my mind. But around it's like you're getting sizes. shamed on both sides. You, you know are, what I mean? You are. You can go, you can go catch a, catch a little toot from a Starbucks drive through window <laughs> operator too. When you're going, going to get your Big Mac of coffee, you dumb fuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. There's perks. There's perks. We'll I get like into your it. iced coffee. It's fine. I mean, usually I do have a Big Mac with me when I'm more. <laughs> yeah. I like my, you know. No, we love our Starbies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: uh, when you're in the middle of nowhere and you see a Starbucks, it's the so best happy. place in the world. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Ugh, on those road trips, when it's on the sign, I'm like, pull it over right now. I'll yeah. just get a nice coffee to get a fucking nice coffee. Yeah. Because it's not gonna be um, but a Circle K. Gas I think station. towards towards the end, you know, a lot of it's like, yeah, let me get the twenty ounce, the venti caramel macchiato. Uh, or, you know, let me get the, here's, here's the most hilarious thing okay. in the world. And this is, these are a bunch of words that don't make sense together. And that is a venti caramel blended macchiato. Like, yeah, what? No, you are making no sense right now. <laughs> and like, like, can you, can I just have something that has a thousand calories in it, please? That's yeah. all I want. And then it's always like, it's always some guy who when they order that, they think they are like a coffee aficionado. Oh, man. Macchiato it, is like literally a, barely a two ounce drink. And then you're saying venti, which is like a 20 ounce. So this is one of the one of the <sighs> only things that one of the things I remember is a macchiato in Italian means mark. Marked. You mark so it, it with. So yeah. it is a espresso with a mark of foam, mm-hmm. just a tiny dollop of foam. Oh, I love that. So when somebody like walks up and just confidently is like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I love coffee. Let me get a 20-ounce caramel, half-calf, blended, sugar-free, no-foam macchiato. I'm like, you don't even know what you're saying right now. 
I don't even know what you're Twists saying. Twists and turns so, in that drink. So that's man. a culture that's been created for yes, because it is it's it's, a, it's the fast food of coffee. But like so, on the other hand, because you worked as you know slinging slinging beans, if you mm-hmm. will, um, for as many years as you did, the evolution of coffee snobbery, and I'm sure people like eventually were like, let's chat beans. <laughs> yeah, can we talk beans? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, I love to talk beans, y'all. Um, but yeah, there is on the reverse side, there is always that, and it's it's always a guy. Is this but, a single origin? It tastes like a single origin to yeah, me. Yeah, he's he's got a he's got a booked morning of um, coffee splaining to the barista before he goes off to the craft beer uh, brewery, yeah. and then hop splains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And hey, it's a fun culture. It's I think it's really exciting that we have all this really delicious stuff at our at our at our back yeah. and call. But like, calm the fuck down. Calm down, Portland. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this coffee culture's, you know, well, what's going to happen when we can't get clean water? That's what I'm saying. So it's like your whole, like, you know, uh, tood with this. It's like, well, when, you know, water is uh, not available. When the grid comes down. Yeah. And Tom uh, Steyer owns all the water. And then he'll be like, you didn't nominate me for the president, day. Eh? Well, look who has all the water now. <laughs> I'll vote for you, yeah. Okay. Uh, you and Bezos. I'm thirsty, sir. Sir, I'm thirsty. Yes, you could be president. Please, can I have a, a shot of ristretto espresso? You'll make coffee goo with the rest of them. Oh, this coffee goo is great. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh I think, uh, yeah, a big misconception is when people are like, oh, I only like espresso beans. And, you know, fun fact, folks, they're all coffee beans. Right. It's literally just the method of extraction that makes it espresso. Right. And the grind. I mean, you can take it to an espresso grind, which pushes it efficiently through your machine. It's the method of making it. Uh It's just different. The beans are all the same. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, single origin, you know, literally just means it's it's one kind of bean. Uh, and then you have, you know, your blends, which I'm mm-hmm. actually a big fan of blending coffee. I yeah, think, I think blends are really fun. I think some of the best espresso that I've had is a blend. Um, and I think, you know, it's like Ethiopian beans are great in a blend because typically they're like, you know, you'll smell like Ethiopian beans that you're just like, oh, my God, this is like a ripe blueberry. Mm-hmm. Like you literally smell and you're like, oh, my God. Yes. So you, oh, the, put, yeah. so you put that in with like a couple other maybe like South American. Or like a chocolatey kind of flavor That have like a nuttier. Um, so, yeah, single origin, you know, espresso is all the rage. But again, it's like for me, it's like it is got that lemony sort of like. It when when Stumptown um, really became all the rage all throughout Brooklyn. Yeah. I would I I'm very um, sensitive to acidic anything, mm-hmm. and it is so tannic. And oh yeah, I hate. Oh, it I just hate, goes hate, straight hate, to hate, my hate, heart. Hate. It really does, and I would feel because I'm like, this is what like what I'm paying four dollars to drink right now is the taste I get in my mouth before I'm gonna vom dot com, yeah. and I don't like that this tastes like me having an upset stomach. Sure. Um, and I, quickly, I get, I know exactly, but I know the flavor you mean. Mm, yeah, mm, it's very be... tangy and tannic, yeah. and um, it's got the yeah the citrus syrupy notes. And like I said, I'm like, give me that French roast, baby. Yeah, and if we're talking about like the big. Like the bigger titans of the coffee culture mm-hmm. industry. Like, I mean, just being from Chicago, I'm like intelligentsia mm-hmm. for life. It's great. They're, yeah. They're fucking great. Um, and so, okay, so we'll, we got you for a few more minutes. I think this is fun. I think Andrew and I can wrap out the show with a few other ideas without you. I just want to use you for specific things yeah. that you've done that we haven't. Um, so, okay, so like Andrew and I both, and we both came from you know, early origins of like, I called it before, like maximalism where it's just like a drive through coffee place. And yes, you can have whipped cream on your bullshit. And of course mm-hmm. we've got a full menu and we also sell t-shirts and, and like, you know, weird trinkets like country, country, um, stores that have sure. a coffee I mean, shop. I worked, in at them some, I worked at a couple like legit, just straight coffee absolutely. shops too. And you yours know? and, or you might be stuck at a place that's like, and we also are an ice cream parlor. And it's just like, it's yeah. all over the place. Yeah. My, my place was also fudge. My first job. <laughs> yes. I remember. But they roast their own coffee that. and they served fudge. But their coffee was legit. You got to have merch and you got to have fudge. Yeah. That's you know? two rules. Oh, my God. But my and sister worked for like over a decade at like the 
uh, University of Nebraska Lincoln, like cool kids coffee shop. Absolutely. Mm. And that's the thing too, is like, um, you know, after I did some of those to start out the gates, then I wanted to work in the college town spot, like the mm-hmm. one where your, your coworkers are lifers. Mm-hmm. They might go on at some point to also co-own these shops. I've seen it happen with some of my friends. There was a place in my college town, Lansing, East Lansing, Michigan called um, Espresso Royale, you know, great great coffee shop name and it, it was one of those places where you're like I'm a regular they're always behind the bar making drinks I loved it wanted to become one of them never did with them but I think that's always one of the great things too is if you don't know where to get good coffee when you're visiting somewhere just look for a college town place mm-hmm. for some decent coffee it might yeah. not be you know the one thing I love so much about like that like that that coffee shop that college coffee shop too is like the very distinct personalities of like who these people are in their life right now <laughs> you have the the fucking mean dude who listens to punk rock you've got like my sister was like the hippie fish follower you've got like the theater kid you have like the gay kid you know what i mean like who was like might also be into i don't know i just think you get like an array of people who are like really like owning like flying their freak flags well, maybe in different ways but they all like merge together in one place and then all get along i think it's beautiful working yeah. in a coffee shop for me too like it didn't break my spirit as much as being a waitress sometimes could like mm-hmm. the job takes it out of you yeah it really does but i also felt a little more independent like a little more pep in my step on the way to work and then when your shift is done at like noon or one you're like i'm fucking out of here motherfucker yeah you know and then you're like oh wait fuck i gotta be back there <laughs> yeah i mean my biggest thing was trying not to take a five-hour nap when i <laughs> yes and so you end up not going doing anything yeah. to sleep but so you've got these and we're not negging on these you know because then there's obviously the whole corporate world that we've talked about with the starbucks mm-hmm. and you and know you, get Michigan. There, you know well right and we'll talk about that but like what are your feelings just in general though? Like, so now, um, and I think we talked about it a little bit now. It's just like most places are minimal everything. And mm-hmm. I feel like you've said that to you, that's a mark of quality. Yeah. But I also see these places where they just like, it almost like their theme should be like, no. Yeah. You can't have it. Well, and that, no. and, and that used to work <laughs> when there weren't, when there was only a million a options. Few, right. And now, you know, it is so saturated. Yeah. You know, especially in like, you know, most cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, you can't get away with that anymore. I think there's been a pullback. There's a time and a place for that. There's been a pullback. And I see, you know, you have it on here too for us to talk about. But like, you are only able to get like coffee and it's pour over and it's weighed out in certain, certain ways. But like, if you're getting something that it's still a $5 cup of coffee yeah. for a pour over. Well, and and I mean, I think the big thing, too, is like, yeah, if you have a line all the time, then that's great. But it's like the profit margins for just having coffee drinks is so small that it's like it's so hard to actually like turn a profit on those places unless you're incredibly busy that it's like you can't really you can't really like have that attitude anymore, you know? And it used to like, I mean the, the shit that we got away with at Lux (laughs) and at, and at Cafecito, you know, in the way that we treated, you know, people that we didn't like, or that were like rude or whatever, you know, we, you, I don't think you can do that now just because there's so many other options that it's not like, well, they treat me like shit, but it's the best, you know, it's the best and only coffee in town. So right. Where people would fall into line when there was a scarcity of it. And now they're like, fuck you. I'm going to go around the corner. Oh, I work Um, on a strip in Los Feliz where there's like within three blocks, there's like seven different places. Oh yeah. Wait, talking about on on Vermont, on Hillhurst, on Hillhurst too. Yeah. Yeah, Might as well. Both of them. Yeah. It's like, um, and so like, so for me, I did, you know, that long-term training for Joe Art of Coffee in New York City, which mm-hmm. was, I was like, wow, like this, I'm taking this seriously. This is fantastic. And some of my coworkers, uh, not only are they still friends, but we loved going out when, you know, we could and, you know, hitting happy hours was kind of an easier thing than like having long nights together. But some of my coworkers went on to compete and represent the brand. Mm, so mm-hmm. if you don't mind just speaking on that before you go, we'll, we'll let you out of here. Yeah. Uh, so I never, I never actually went to like, you know, the regional barista championships mm-hmm. or like any of that kind of, that kind of stuff. But one thing that, that was very popular and probably still is, is, um, 
what they call latte art throwdowns. Yeah, baby. And so that is where, like, it's at a central place, uh, you know, uh, one of the shops, you know, and you'd have baristas who come from, like, all different, you know, places, Mm -hmm. and they'd come there, and the way they did it is there's, like, three rounds, um, and I think... Everyone put in like five or ten bucks, and then the winner takes home the whole pot. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. So, so this wasn't necessarily so. This version that you're talking about wasn't some sort of like sponsored by, and you get some like apprenticeship. You're not going to Vegas or, to do this. No, no. Well, yeah. So that's like that's actual like you know you have regionals, nationals, mm-hmm. and then like world. Uh, yeah. And then you get your face on the cover of like Barista magazine or something, and um. But yeah, this was definitely, you know, you know, just for kind of, I mean, you get the money, but it's also like bragging rights too, you know, uh, you had two or three judges, uh, and you know, the first round I believe was like a Rosetta Mm -hmm. and then the second round was a, a tulip, uh, and then the third round was uh, free. The Mona Lisa. What yeah. was that? <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. You got to do the Statue of Liberty. Uh, winking. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Eat, what was the third one? <laughs> eating a slice. <laughs> uh, the third one was like free pour, so you could ah, do whatever you wanted. What, what, what's your specialty? So I used like to be able. Tupac? So here's the, here's the other thing. Hologram style? I do want to say this. This is I got to get this out before. Yes. So with latte art, there's two ways to do it. One is uh, the way that is the real way, and then the other way is the stencil way. Yes. So there's free pour, which is you're drawing the picture as you're pouring the drink, mm-hmm. and then there's the other way where you literally just make a canvas and then you use. Like cinnamon. A, you use a, uh, cin- but you use like a toothpick yes. to actually draw a thing, and that is BS. <laughs> uh, and so when you see those people that are making like pandas and like all these crazy things, it's they're... always like on very cutesy Japanese curated sites where you're like, "This is incredible." Which is, but it's still cool. It's though. still cool. I, of course it is. Now I'm and like that. The whole Japanese subculture of like coffee art is like fucking crazy to even dive into. I'm sure. I mean that I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, the Japanese will always take a thing that was done and then do it uber, way better. Uber perfect yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then feel shame for not doing it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I never won one of these, but I definitely, I would always make it to like the end, you know. Mm-hmm. But people are like drinking beers and, you know, it's yeah, like a it's, fun kind of thing. Um, and now it's like for, for people who... Um, like some of our listeners, you know, sometimes we've got people who are thinking about entering service, um, cust- you know, customer service and service industry type jobs. Mm-hmm. I-, I personally say at a certain age, I feel like I could count on my shifts. I kind of knew what money was going to be like. And for a while, I definitely coffee was number one for me and I was able to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do you have advice for bigger things you can go on to do or like what it's given you skill wise? I mean, I would definitely say if you're working at a place that also roasts their own beans, mm-hmm. learn how to roast. Oh, cool. Yeah. Get in there because that's really where. I love it. That's where, you know, you can, you know, if you ever want to open up your own shop, uh, you definitely should be roasting your own beans. Okay. Um, because then it's like, you know, not to just harp on like profit margins, but mm-hmm. I've helped a lot of places start. Uh, like helped a lot of places open shops. And when you say help, obviously they're paying you for your time and expertise. Yeah, kind of, you know, consultation sort of okay. role, you know, but uh, usually it's like, um, you know, if you're, if you're also having to pay, you know, even if it's a wholesale price, but if you're already having to pay to get those beans in, you're already kind of in a hole. So it's like really... If you are a barista, obviously learn that whole master that you know as much as you can, but learn every other thing. Mm-hmm. And if, you can use the uh, the humble brag phrase not to roast my own beans, but <laughs> <laughs> I roast my own beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I'm gonna start saying that not to roast my own beans, but 
but I roast my own beans. Um, and the, you know, for a long time, and even still, maybe like that's kind of a, I think you know, some sort of like fantasy dream where I would have my own place. Mm-hmm. It's also like a venue or something, yeah. maybe. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, don't. Because your body and your mind is going to get worn out by, you know, doing that for... For all know. time. Yeah. So yeah. diversify for sure. But, I mean, yeah. Also, it's just, you know, just have fun. It, it, a lot of times it it's is so very social. fun. It's really fun. It's social. I feel like, too, it's like quick. if you're new yeah. in town, trying to meet people, it's one of, like, you don't really meet people other than your coworkers in a restaurant, per se, because you yeah. just don't have time and it's not considered okay to really interact I would, with customers like that yeah i would definitely say like in a in a restaurant it's like you and your co-workers versus them versus them yes um and then you know and as in a barista setting because yeah in a restaurant maybe you have regulars but usually you're you're not gonna see these people again when you work in a coffee shop, you are going to see those same people it might pretty be much seven, every day. Seven days a week. I, it, it took a minute for me to get it, but like there, I do have a coffee shop now where I walk in. Like we all chat, we all know what's going on with each other. They know what I'm drinking. It yeah. feels really good. Yeah. There's no joy in my life compared to when the local coffee being shop being recognized by the cool kids starts to recognize me. And a um, lot of times, the last you know few places that I worked, like you know, there were customers that I was way closer with mm-hmm. than my coworkers. Sure. You know, uh, cause baristas, a lot of, a lot of y'all are freaks <laughs> 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 and I love you, but you know, a little weird. And then I, I think parting, um, parting advice for customers in coffee shops. Um, if you don't know what you want or you're not sure what the coffee shops, but ask your barista. They most of the time want to love. They would love to direct you toward what they think is really delicious. Yeah. You know, um, so don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. Uh, again, trying to avoid the whole like going in and barking like a Vente Macchiato yeah. from a different store of a drink that doesn't even exist. Yes. Don't pour your coffee into the garbage. Number one. Number one. If you like a little extra room, don't do that in the trash. They have to empty that. It hurts so bad. You are suddenly now trying. It's already wet coffee grounds. Yeah. Maybe depending. Then everyone's dumping. Okay. So if. 50 people are ju- are dumping one to two ounces yeah. of their coffee into that bag. Then yeah. the sheer heat tears it open or and it rips open on your leg, just flaming hot coffee. Mm-hmm. It's just like ask the barista to pour a little bit back out for you or look and see if they've got like a tin or a funnel. Yeah. Oh, don't dump it in the I garbage also like, can. And this is just, again, the, the opposite side of the spectrum when I'm like, I just want like just like a splat, like a splash of room for cream. Mm-hmm. And then it's two fucking inches down on the cup that they like leave me. And I know that they're great at their job and I'm going to tip them. But I I'm know. always just like, I don't, I'm not. Can I have more coffee than that? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, always, I want like a 12 ounce Americano I too. I don't want an eight it. ounce. I want a 12 ounce. And that's yeah. great. You know? Yeah. Hey, I really want coffee right now. <laughs> I, have, yeah. I know. I'm really just like, on my way home, I'll probably stop. Uh, yeah. Um. So um, great. God, awesome. Good topic. W- listen, I'm sure our listeners will probably come back at us with some other aspects of the job. And if and when they do, it'd be yeah. awesome to invite you back. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'm sure there's... Uh, I've been out of the game for, you know, a little bit. But, uh, you know, the knowledge is always there. So oh, yeah. And what I will say with people that are baristas and that are coffee people... Uh, they're gonna let us know about it. They're gonna uh, <laughs> anything oh, yeah. that I miss. They're gonna for really sure. tear into me. So we'll hear about it. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, Simon, thank you so much for sitting and yeah. talking Simon, with us. This, this is... has been, dare I say, eye-opening. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> hey. I thought about that pun for a week. No. Thank you.